What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Kevin said I didn't have enough in- energy, but thanks to Germex, I'm going to have so much energy oh, no. here. Oh, no. You drink it. Don't drink it. No. Oh, oh shit. All right. Cool. I won't God. do it. Sorry. Of course, that's how we start this episode. We also have the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Wake up, Samurai. Ooh. It's like a Keanu Reeves thing. It he is. Says it that is. I got to right? Show me. Well, here's another. Oh, unbi- man. I'm so jealous here's of that. Here's an unbiased review you can take to the bank. Hey, God, my review. You sticking me, you influencer. <laughs> Get out of here. I wish, <laughs> I wish it was my review. It is actually Blessing's review. We gave up, Blessing everybody? here, the new face of video games, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, review of the year. He got to play a lot of Cyberpunk 2077. I just want to start off saying, I can't believe this game is real. It's finished. It's yeah, out. I know, right? It's well, it will happened. be this week. Yeah. Like, it's, damn, it feels like this has been a decade in the making. So this is kind of a reason to celebrate, you know? Fun yes. times for all. Fun times <laughs> yeah. for all. <laughs> yeah. Kind of is there something happening? Guy. I don't know what's going on. No, I wish I had something. I don't. I don't have any. And no champagne to pop, or no iced coffee to drink. Mm-hmm. No Busan. None of that. This oh, is the Kind Busan. of Funny Games cast each and every week, right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, and get the exclusive post show by going to Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games just like james hastings sancho west gaming and julian the gluten-free gamer day thank you all so much for your support of this show uh but if you don't want to do that that's cool you can just wait and get the show free and later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com or search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you i don't want to dilly i don't want to dally i want to get right into it blessing you've been playing a metric shit ton of Cyberpunk yes. 27. You're the only one of us at kind yeah, of Yeah, I think that's I think there's a lot of there's a lot of background that needs to be done here, Timothy. Go for yeah, it. All right. Because you said at the front, you know, that you know, the biggest review of the year. It, it, yes, we you know, for kind of funny, we were given one code as many press outlets were. And so you and I looked at each other and we said, Tim, we gotta fight to the death to play this. And then mm-hmm. we said, you know what? No, let's be benevolent gods and give it to Blessing Eddie Oye. Benevolent. Let's, let's let him have less than a week <laughs> like five days <laughs> play through cyberpunk 2077 so you were the only one who played it you played it on pc which is the only thing they had code they gave out codes for and yes. uh yeah i guess that's the you know, this is gonna be a spoiler free review right that we know nothing we have not talked to you ahead of time i'm very excited i have a million questions but yeah mm-hmm. what blessing where do you start this is your chance the, the gloves are I off you can finally I'm, talk about it this thing hey, actually, i don't know mm. hold on i'm gonna stop you right there bless and i'm gonna set you up for something what you're about to say right now is going to get clipped out to be put on kind of funny's twitter okay oh god you oh, have no 60, pressure it's a big deal no pressure 60 seconds to explain your thoughts your initial thoughts on cyberpunk 2077 go i this is this is difficult because i feel like the game is so many things it's so massive it's such a, a deep rpg and i don't know where to start with it because i think for me personally, I really enjoyed my time with this this game. I think this game is awesome. I think it is amazing. Uh, that said, there are so many things I can pick, a, pick apart about it. There are also so many things that I could take and be like, hey, this is fucking magnificent. Like in terms of art direction and art style and uh, characters and the amount of dialogue and the depth in dialogue and the depth of, of just how extensive Night City is as an open world, it is magnificent. Like it is 
it is deep it is huge it uh uh you know like it goes places like it, it night city is probably the most living breathing open world that i've played in a video game and like I don't say that lightly because I there are open world games that I love, right? Like Breath of the Wild has always been my my uh, favorite game of all time. Uh, uh, GTA Five is another open world game that I love. Uh, you know, Fallout Three, Fallout Four, mm-hmm. also open world games that I love. This open world in this video game is so deep and so well realized uh, that I've just been I've been hooked on playing it. Like I've not been able to stop playing it uh, over the course of getting the getting the game, and that's also because I'm reviewing the game, and so I've not really had a chance to stop playing it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, from there, right? Like there are things I can pick apart. Like it, the, for the for the game that I'm playing right now on my PC in, uh, uh, I guess starting what like December, the beginning of December, uh, the game's been buggy. Like I ran into so many bugs in this game, and that's probably the biggest thing I can point out as far as places where I feel like this game falls. And that might not even make it to the to the final product because I know there are day one patches and console versions and and X Y and Z that's going to happen before this game makes it to players' hands. But for the game that I played for this last week, there are so many bugs. Uh, and like that's a that's a give and take sort of thing. I think that's kind of the name of the game when you're playing an RPG that is this extensive and this uh uh this ambitious. Like it is very much a fallout-ish, like th- this is the trade-off for living in this huge open world. Um, you know, I I mean I don't I don't know where to go from here. Like I I I've I've I taken would've... notes. While playing this game, wow. I have like three pages of notes. Wow. So, and like, I got me, a lot I can say just, about Let me interview you. I'm sorry, Greg Miller, kind of Go funny.com. I'm keeping, I'm keeping some notes here. I'm jotting them down here in the press briefing room. Let's start at the top. How many hours of Cyberpunk 2077 have you played, and how long did it take you to beat it? I've played about 30 hours of Cyberpunk. It only took me 28 hours to beat. Okay. And wow. that is with doing. That's speaking to me, Bless. I'm loving yeah. this. And that's with about maybe 20% of that being side quests. And I know that's probably going to blow people away that like in all, like I, I estimate the game to be probably about 20, 22 hours. If you're going to mainline it, I imagine like somewhere around that realm. And that, I think that's going to blow people away because I think people are expecting something that is going to take hundreds of hours or something that will at least take like 40 hours to mainline. It does not take that long. The, the, the main story of this game is super concise in a way that, Although I can see people being like, man, I wish there was more here. I think my the way I've come, uh, come away from it, uh, thinking of it, is the main story, even though it's called the main story, is in the main content. Like the main content really does come from experiencing Night City as an open world and experiencing the side jobs along with the main job. Like the main job is important and like there's there's depth there and there's character development development there and all this stuff. But through so much of what you're doing during your main quest, you are meeting characters that that are then spitting out into their own side quest chains. And the main quest really does feel like this vehicle to take you through this cast of characters, through the uh, uh, main tidbits of Night City, to get you to be familiar with the city and then serve as a jumping off point for these different elements of the game. So my question there then becomes, you beat it 28 hours, but mm-hmm. there's a ton more side quests to do. You did 20 hours of it. Or I'm sorry, you did you know 20% of the side missions in 28 hours. Yeah, Do or not you... even 20%. I like 20% of my time was spent doing side my apologies. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Yeah. Okay. So then my question is, do you feel like you? And this happens to a lot of us when we review games like this. Do you feel like you got shortchanged on the experience? Yes. Yeah. I, I I don't think I. I feel like I didn't play the game 
the way I necessarily wanted to because I think the way that reviews kind of panned out and like the timing in which they got his codes just wasn't great. Um, that said, I think there are going to be people that play the way I do and be fine with it. It is this is such a choose how you want to play it sort of game yeah. that for me, generally when it comes to RPGs. I'm not that person that wants to do every single side quest there is. Like usually I'm usually I am fine doing 20% side quests and 80% main quests and finish the main quest and be like, cool, that was my time with the game. You know, I had fun, you know, I'm done, all that stuff. Uh this game specifically, I think you are doing yourself somewhat of a disservice by not prioritizing side content and side quests and meeting different characters and playing the game almost like a I know I re- I feel like I reference Breath of the Wild every other episode of everything I'm on but <laughs> this game has somewhat of a Breath of the Wild kind of energy in terms of the mm-hmm. hey world's open do whatever you want play the way you want you can do the main story if if that's what you want to do if that's what you, where your interests lie but really like we want you to experience the world at your own pace and really role play in this world how similar do you think people's experiences are going to be with the game? Like you going through that, mm-hmm. main, like let's just say the, the their first thirty hours at least, right? Like, and, and, I, and worth pointing up at the front because that's a great question, Tim. What life path path did you choose? That was always that's always a big thing, obviously, yeah. of how you're starting this game. I so I went Street Kid. I was okay. gonna go Nomad. If you remember during my preview, uh, I did during my preview I did Corpo, and I had fun with Corpo, but something about it struck me as not the way that I'd want to experience Night City. And so I was planning to do Nomad because I, I like the idea of you being this lone person from the outside coming into Night City and like getting to experience the city for the first time. It was literally at the character menu where I was like, you know what? I think I might go Street Kid because for the way that Night, the way that Night City seems to be set up, right? Like there seems to be so much stuff in terms of underworld and and characters that you meet and like uh, 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 fixers who are people that are setting up jobs and stuff, right? That like I feel like being a street kid could be a cool perspective because you get to you you're coming in already knowing who these people are and they know who you are and you use that knowledge to your benefit. And so it was literally at the screen uh, where they make you choose. Where I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go street kid. So I went street kid. Uh, in terms of Tim's question of how similar people's playthroughs are gonna be, I think there's gonna be quite a bit of overlap obviously in the main story um but then also in some of the side quests like there's there are certain side quests that i feel like are more prevalent like there's a uh a, a, a side quest chain that is dealing with uh, a character called delamain who is like this taxi service and like you have to essentially go around and collect these rogue uh uh let me back up right delamain is this ai taxi service because the, the the taxis essentially operate themselves there are like a set of like rogue taxi uh cars that you're going around and like crazy and retrieving uh yeah they're they're, honestly like they are crazy taxis (laughs) um and like that's a side quest that most people are probably going to experience because it is one of those things that is elevated like as soon as you get as soon as you open up the world and it seems like one of those things where it's like all right this is dominating my side quest log and so i'm gonna clear this out because that's kind of that for me as somebody who likes to manage my stuff and manage my quests that was the thing that i felt like i immediately had to do because that was dominating everything because the side quest the the quest log i'll say is not that great for how many quests are in this thing um what do you mean by that is it what is it just it's crowded there's just it's so crowded yeah Yeah. like it's crowded in a sense that i don't think they organize it well even though they try to like they try to divide things up to your main jobs your side jobs your gigs uh uh and there, there are more categories under that. But then also with the, with the amount of side jobs that they're dealing at you uh, uh, constantly in the game, like it, 
that that log is just going to be filled from the get-go um as soon as you open up like uh, open up the world right as soon as you get get past the prologue uh, and everything kicks off you are just being given quest after quest after quest which on one hand was kind of overwhelming but on the other hand kind of led to me just living in the night city that i wanted to and experiencing the game uh the way i wanted to experience Mm -hmm. it um but again back to i forget where tim's question was about experiencing the game just how similar the yeah he, this question was oh, like yeah. yeah player by player do you think there's gonna be that many differences between it or are we all getting the same kind of thing like actually i mean what i really want to know is we all played final fantasy 7 remake and yeah. we could get together and we could do a spoiler cast about it and like discuss story beats and that's the stuff that mattered your character relationships and all of that you didn't really have too many choices in that game some a little bit but like we were able to have that discussion do you think with cyberpunk that that is the discussion we're going to have, or are we going to be discussing more about the random little things that happen in the world? It's going to be more about the random little things that happen in the world. Like there will be some discussions about the main quest and how your main quest panned out and all that stuff. But I think all in all, the main quests for different players are going to pan out somewhat similarly because I didn't get the sense that there is, crazy deviation in the main quest like that doesn't seem i was expecting when i jumped into the game i was expecting there for, to be like a almost like a uh um uh super massive um until dawn, until dawn. Like, butterfly effect in the main story and there wasn't there wasn't really that like i think there are different endings and stuff but all in all it seems like that's going to be similar between people i think the conversations really are uh going to be hey so like how what happened when you went to pacifica like what, what side quests did you get in pacifica and like how did you how does your relationship with with that faction of people play out versus this faction of people? Or oh, you were on the you were on the um, uh, the corpo life path. How did this interaction with this specific character go? Because I know for me, as a street kid, because I had the street knowledge, me and this character were able to get along easily. Did that change for you? Uh, and those little things, I think, are going to color playthroughs way differently. Um, that along with how you build your character, which seems to be a, a huge thing in this game, because obviously like you have your life paths, but then you also have your, have ways you can spec out your character. And so like you have your cool stat, you have uh technical ability, reflexes, uh, body, right. And like, uh, yes, Greg Miller. You're talking about these stats are these XP points I'm putting into this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you're gaining XP points. It actually, it's, it's pretty deep because you're gaining XP, XP points to, put into these different uh stat categories but then also within that you then those those different things then branch out and so like for example body for the body stat like that is that is characterized overall by like how strong your character is how much of a force there they are etc cetera, etc cetera. within that there are then multiple uh trees and so like within body you'll have annihilation which is basically your heavy weapons tree you'll have uh uh like melee weapons right as like a tree or something else as a tree right and then you can go in and as you as you gain uh overall leveling points to then put into each stat you're then also gaining perk points so you can then purchase uh, perks underneath each of those categories within the stat and then also as you play say like i am focusing on annihilation right which is within body if i am using a lot of heavy weapons I am then gaining experience for uh, uh, body specifically based on the way that I am playing the game also, uh, okay. along with gaining points while leveling up. So there's like a lot of that. There is a lot of spending points to determine how your play style goes. And as much as the the RPG-ness of the game is determined by, hey, what side quest are you doing? How are you talking to these characters? All that stuff. It is also uh, uh, very focused in 
what is your play style in terms of how you approach situations based on your stats and how you're allocating that stuff and how that stuff is leveling up. And so for me and the way I played, I, I, I feel like I played the game like a basic bitch where I was, I was a gunner, right? Like I leveled up my, my uh, body. I also leveled up my reflexes, which means that I'm good at using like heavy machinery, but also with reflexes, like I'm good with pistols and stuff. But I also, I also uh, allocated points toward my technical skill, which then with that combination meant I was pretty good with tech weapons because tech weapons are a specific type of weapon in the game. Okay. And I think you're going to see quite a bit of, that deviate the way people play the game because there are certain ways in which you can allocate points into um your coolness and then also your um i think coolness and probably reflexes and that'll then make you like a cyber ninja kind of character where you're good at using swords and like you can hack your way through shit and you don't have to shoot a gun at all because you're focusing totally on uh melee damage and wits and all this stuff so i want to i want to ask you about these bugs that you're talking about because i do think that it's definitely hampering the experience that you had with the game to some extent uh but before we talk about the the bugs because i want to know what they are and if you think they can can be fixed so pretending that they they can be fixed Mm. did this game live up to the hype i for me i'll say yeah but like it's 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 a very difficult question because I, i i have the benefit of previewing the game and knowing what the game was going to be and like have my experience mm-hmm. with it already mm-hmm. and having those expectations set because like going going into my preview my expectation was all right how the fuck is this game going to change open world games forever right like how is this game going to be the next gta 3 or the next fallout 3 or the next breath of the wild right like what is this game going to be in that uh conversation and once i got once i got to preview the game in june that's when my expectations shifted from okay no this is just gonna be a regular open world but what is this go- game going to be for an RPG and what's this game going to do for that? And for me finally getting my hands on it and actually getting to experience what it is, it like it, it lives up to my expectations, but at the same time, like it, like it isn't, I don't think it's like the best thing since sliced bread, right? Like, I don't think this game is the fucking like masterpiece of all masterpieces. That said, it is a very impressive game. Greg Miller. Is it game of the year? No. Is it in the conversation for? Yes, it's definitely in the conversation. It is not my game of the year, but I think it is easy, it is easily in the conversation. It is going to be a lot of people's game of the year, like for sure. Um, I like I think the easiest way for me to put it would be to say that there's so much of what this game does for me that is of masterpiece quality, but overall, like there's so much that also hampers experience, even outside of bugs, right? Like there are certain things as far as the world and writing and like certain story choices where I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about this, that somewhat hampered the game a little bit. And like, that's all going to be subjective, right? That's all like, sure. going to change from person to person, but all in all, like I, I think the game's phenomenal. Like the game, the, the game, I think I would say lived up to my expectations. Awesome. I have another question in the same thing here. Mm-hmm. You're talking about how, not exactly, but kind of side quests are actually the main quest. Like the main quest is a big story you're going through that pulls you through it, but there's so much side stuff going on. You want to do it. Yeah. My question is, are the side quests compelling? And then are they rewarding? And then do they make sense? Cause that's the thing not again. I don't want to know too much, which is so hard, but being on the outside, having seen the demos, understanding that you're V and you're trying to come up in night city. All right, fine. But the fact that you're doing all these different quests for all these different people, is it ever like, why would I be doing this? Or does it always make sense on why that's happening? For me, it has always made sense. And I think that is because 
they do such a good job of setting that stuff up uh, in the main story. Like there's so, there's so many side quests that have spawned off of uh, what I'm doing in the main story, and and it it makes it makes sense also for who your character is as V, because for V, V is a mercenary. V is a dude who is out here uh, for me as street kid V, right? Like I am trying to, I I, I am I am a mercenary doing jobs, talking to fixers, uh, trying to earn money, and I'm trying I'm trying to make my way up the ladder in Night City. And for that, like all the jobs that you're getting or a lot, so many of the side jobs you're getting are focused around that. The idea that somebody is calling you up because they found you through a fixer and they know how skilled you are. Or somebody okay. is hitting okay. you up because they know just based on hearing your name around the streets because you're the street kid, right? And like you, you've been around for a while. Hearing your name, right? Like they know you're skilled and they know that you can get a certain, certain job done. Or through the main story, meeting characters and... Uh, uh, them going away and like kind of not having a, a a role in the main story anymore, but them still hitting you up to do the side quest that spawned off of that. Uh, that then lead to these compelling arcs for these characters. Like that, those are the ways in which they make that stuff make sense and all feel all feel natural. So is that what you mean by this is the most living, breathing open world you've ever played? Yes, like it is the 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 way in which that stuff uh, 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 pans out and the way in which they connect everything together in that way makes it feel living and breathing but then also the amount of shit to do which is both i think a positive and a little bit of a negative in the game uh so i did i, I was eight hours into the game when i finally hit the title screen that said cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> like i was like eight hours in and once that was happened, it hype it was, though was it hype it was hype because legit like the the events that led up to that were fucking insane <laughs> like they're they're awesome uh but coming out of that that is when, like, the open world is already opened up, but coming out of that is when uh, they really opened up the open world. And I got what felt like a billion calls from NPCs being like, hey, I heard your V. I heard you can do this. Like, help me out with this. Or, or uh, other, like, I got, like, five, six calls in a row uh, setting up side quests, sure, setting up sure. side stuff. And then also, like, opened up my map my, my map, and had a, had a clutter of question marks and exclamation points and shit that I could go to that were points of interest. Like, in those ways... I feel like the game can be overwhelming and overpowering and not feel paced out in the best sense necessarily, but also land into the world feeling like it was my oyster. Like I could do whatever. I can go whatever direction and feel like I am living my own the storyline through that. So cool. In the same thing there, you're talking about, you know, the world's your oyster. Does, and I know you talked about how you built a gunner, right? You went through mm -hmm. and that's, you're going to be basic bitch gunner. My question though is like, did the stats and the things you were opening up feel rewarding and unique? Because I feel like with a game that, you know, you're saying you beat the story in 28 hours, and we've obviously heard from CD Projekt Red before that they hope there's multiple playthroughs that people want to go and do different things in it. Is it, did you get to the end of it? Or I guess, did you roll credits and then look back and go, man, I'd love to know what it would be to be a corpo tech ninja or whatever on this thing. Is it, it do you have that feeling? Did you feel like your character, your V was very personal to you? Yes, and I 100% like I uh, we mentioned before, right? That I played this game on PC, and PC wasn't necessarily my uh, preferred place to play this game. But now, now that I've rolled credits on PC, I can't wait to play this game on PlayStation and do a completely different run than what I just did. Okay. Um, because yeah, like I did have my, what I'm what I'm gonna call a basic bitch setup, and that might just it might just be that I naturally landed there because I'm so used to playing first person shooters, so that like. Uh, uh once i got to combat situations i didn't even think to hack i was just like oh yeah pull out my gun shoot everybody run sure, through. Sure, sure. and also i really like combat in the game um did you play but, with mouse and keyboard or controller no i played with the controller 
Um, Please, he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not a heathen. All right. Yeah, no, I'm not one of those people. Ugh. Why don't you just ask me to be inverted too? Disgusting. Jesus. I did invert. Ew. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't invert. I would never do. Of such course thing. not. Um. But oh, what was the question? I had an answer. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Multiple playthroughs. Yeah, once I get to PlayStation, I'm really excited to do a completely different playthrough where I am probably going Nomad because that's the one uh, intro that I've not seen yet. Uh, and then also do like a completely different thing where I am uh, putting in different specs into different different places. Like they CD Projekt Red, when they sent out, uh, or when I did the preview, actually, they sent out like this PDF that was detailing like three different three different types of builds. And they're kind of talking about how there are there can be a limitless amount of builds under those builds or not even under those builds, but like aside from those ones. And so in the, in the PDF, right. They talk about um, like, they talk about the cyber ninja thing, right. Where that, that I referenced earlier, right. If you invest in reflexes and cool, you can focus on stealth, silent kills, throwing knives and poisoning enemies. And oh then like God. when, when direct confrontation is needed, uh, you can use your blades to slice through them. But then like, if you want to stay invisible, you can also uh, use hacking to like hack cameras and then like uh, take care of shit that way. But then you can also have a brawler build that uh, you you invest in body and intelligence, and like with that you can just deal damage to people through like fighting close combat. Uh, but then also upgrading your cyberware and all the stuff so you can be a stronger uh, a person, right? And like, uh, like even 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 within that build, I think the question is like, okay, but what do you do when you get into gunfights? And there are ways in which through certain combinations you can be the guy that is like i'm gonna hack all the 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 tech in this area so that i am fucking up enemies and making them blind or whatever through my hacks and through my tech and once i do that i can then get up close and then demolish them with my fists or with my swords or whatever my (laughs) my melee weapons may be that shit sounds super cool and super plausible in a way that i think really makes it worth it because some of the shit you know when it comes to games like this I I I I did the first person shooter route, which is the the easy thing to do, I think, and uh, it's going to be so many people's go to. I through through experiencing the game and seeing how much opportunity they give you to use different methods, it doesn't seem like it's a big ask at all to go any other route. Like if I wanted to do those up close things, or if I wanted to do the hack hack stuff, or when if I wanted to do the invisible route or the stealth route, um, which makes me very excited to try and do. A, another playthrough to see uh, how dynamically different I can make my character. Before we move on, I want to tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Honey. Imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you're going to buy for the holidays, and then someone randomly gives you the money to help buy one. Sound good? Well, that's exactly what Honey is doing. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts. You're probably wondering, is this the same Honey that automatically searches for promo codes online? Yes. Yes, it is. Kevin and I have been big fans of these for years using Honey. If you're not using Honey, you're seriously messing up. It's super easy to install. Just a couple clicks. Next thing you know, you're saving money anytime you're buying stuff online. It applies the best coupons. You don't need to think about it. It is fantastic. Uh, You just add Honey to your computer, create a free account, and throw some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win this whole thing. Honey will randomly select winners and give them the money to help buy something on the list. No purchase necessary. You just need a PayPal account to redeem the prize. It's only valid in the United States, and the giveaway ends on December 21st, 2020. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. Uh, Next up, I want to give a shout out to Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But 
If you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now, with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows that you are worth more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Uh, they skip they let you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from 1000 all the way up to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment just like one of my really close friends did and he was able to pay off his debt because it was just a lot easier to focus on that one payment. Uh, see why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny. And also this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is pretty cool. It's the world's largest e-counseling platform. It's uh, making professional counseling accessible, affordable, convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. Let me tell you a bit more about all of this. Is there something interfering with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise uh, available, which may not be locally available in so many areas. So that's why this is awesome that it's all online. The service is available for clients worldwide. Uh, BetterHelp's committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Uh, you can visit their website, and uh, there's a whole bunch of testimonials to people that have done this, which is really awesome. Again, one of my really good friends has been doing this uh, for uh, the last couple months and has been uh, really, really happy about uh, about that decision. You can go to betterhelp.com slash kind of funny to get 10% off of your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Betterhelp.com slash kind of funny. So, Bless, yeah. talk to me about these bugs. What's going on? So, like, it's nothing here I would say is game-breaking, but so much of it is distracting. Uh, mm. Like, legit, I wish... I wish I wrote down every bug that I ran into while playing the game. When I got like halfway through and I, re and I realized that I wanted to start taking notes, I like wrote down all the ones that I could remember. But like, again, like there's going to be a day one patch. And so the, all this stuff might be a moot point by the time people get the game. And so I want to make that clear. You might not experience any of this shit. But like, it's stuff like, and th th this, is, this isn't like a big deal, but guns floating in air when you kill an enemy, right? Like I had like 50% of my gun, 50% of like enemies do that where I was going through and guns would just float in air instead of like being a, a, a pickup on the ground, which looked awkward. Uh, there was like this consistent call error I'd get because you'd get calls from characters often. Um, and once you get a call, usually they would have a, uh, a video on screen that would pop up in the corner of them talking to you. Uh, for some reason... For like half my calls, there'll there'll be like this mannequin like uh figure that like would basically meld within the character that I'm talking to. And so it seemed like a like a like a placeholder image or a placeholder model that they have for the calls that wouldn't go away. And the 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 um characters I'd be talking to, right? The NPCs would essentially be clipping in and out of that mannequin looking thing. And again, that seems like a thing that is 
hopefully fingers crossed gone by the time people actually get their hands on the game because that seems like a i'm not gonna say easy fix i don't know how easy you know this shit is but very noticeable thing it's the thing that i'm sure they probably ran into while they're they're putting together the game um that i'd be shocked if it was still there by the time people get their hands on it um sometimes dialogue would just pause for a while if i'm talking to a character and like you know like Again, not the worst thing, but it's one of those things where if I'm in this like intense story moment and I'm waiting for the next piece of dialogue to come in and it's like five seconds and then it triggers and then it goes to the next line and then I'm waiting again five seconds. And then you can tell that like the gears are turning and the the NPCs are trying to like process what the next line is here. Uh, That shit can uh, happen a bit frequently for me. Um, Sometimes following NPCs can get iffy, you know, when you're following behind somebody. Um, That would get weird where they would change your animation to walking. Um, but there are quite a few times where I'd be doing that and my character would then switch back and forth from running to walking because once you get close to the NPC, you're walking. But like there are times where I'd walk slightly faster than them. And so I'd get out of the, the animation and then snap back into the animation. That mm-hmm. shit would happen. Um, I found a straight up typo in one of the early side, <laughs> side quests. Um, quest progression would bug out in some places and the times where that happened i was able to fix it by uh shutting off my game and, and turning it back on um sometimes text messages in the game would come in out of order in a weird way where hmm. not even not even not even like how in real life because this is actually a funny thing having an android <laughs> like, you know if you send a certain message and it has multiple parts to it like sometimes that could get received out of order not like it wasn't necessarily like that it was more so i'd be having a text conversation with the npc and I'd be waiting for the next text and then their text would arrive above like the first, first text. And it's like, all right, how is this happening? And so that shit would happen. Um, Sometimes I would see enemies just go crazy and bug out and like fly all over the place. Um, I had, uh, actually that's where, that's kind of where my, 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 my notes stop, but like the list kind of goes on a little bit. And again, none of this is game breaking. None of this made me go, "Wow, you what a lost fuck to save game. or anything, right? Or lost progress or anything." No, like I never lost a save. And any anytime I even thought like I was anywhere close to losing progress, it was fixed by loading back in. Okay. And so, like again, these are all things. These all remind me of Bethesda game type bugs of like, "All right, we forgive you because this shit is fucking huge and extensive, and like this is a big." This is a fucking big game that has a billion systems going on. And so for what I'm getting out of this, these are all forgivable bugs. But I feel like it's worth acknowledging that they are there. And hopefully by the time day one patch comes out, it's not like most of these aren't big issues anymore. Is this the best Bethesda style game of all time? That's a tough question. I think that is going to depend on your your tastes and preferences and what you want i think for a cyberpunk uh uh game like a game in this setting yeah but that's also i think that's also because there's not that many things to compare it to i can compare it to deus ex because i i love deus ex human revolution and mankind divided and i'd say that like yeah this game kind of knocks those ones out the park uh but that's basically because this game feels like a way bigger version of those games uh, in a fun way like this game feels like if you combine gta with deus ex with uh the witcher right like it feels like a good marriage of all those three things um and so like i i don't think I'll, i personally would put this game above uh fallout for my like for Ooh. me or I, I don't even know if i'd put it above like actually hmm i'll stop there because fall is probably my favorite western rpg fallout 3 
And I, I don't think I'd put this game above that, but it might be a strong number Why two. Not? I think, it, uh, again, it comes back to preference. Like, I like the post-apocalypse okay. uh, of Fallout. And also, I like uh, the direction that the Fallout games take. And even throw Outer, Outer Worlds here uh, in here, too, uh, with the example I'm about to give. I, I, I like the way the dialogue br- uh, trees branch in those games. Like when you are when you're talking to NPCs, when you are choosing uh, certain dialogue options because your intelligence is at eighty, right, and that then lends that then lends you to solving a mission in a certain way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Uh, Cyberpunk doesn't seem to have as much of that. It has a bit of that, um, but like usually that stuff isn't based on like intelligence because there isn't an intelligence stat, there isn't a persuasion stat, uh, and even when it comes to the street kid stuff and the corpo stuff. That stuff seems to be more a coloring and device rather than a, hey, this is how you solve this specific situation by being a street kid. Usually in the situations where I am talking things out in cyberpunk via text dialogue, that shit seems to be more few and far between than a Outer Worlds, which is in, in an RPG is the way I like to play. I like to be the smooth talker. Um, that said... I, it's out it's out it's apples and oranges to a certain extent because the things that cyberpunk i think does that are way better than things that bethesda does in their games are how how produced this is because even though i cite all the bugs that remind me of a bethesda game there are also things like talking to a character in the way that that character moves around as they're talking to you like and it, there was a specific situation where i was talking to a guy who i was confronting because i needed information from him and as I was talking to him, uh, because like we weren't we weren't necessarily on the best of terms, he he stands up and like you know we're 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 trying to figure out where we stand, right? And like he he stands up, walks around, and he walks to his drawer, like he's gonna like pull out some information or whatever, right? And I'm still talking like during all this, I'm still talking to him and choosing dialogue options and stuff. And he opens the drawer and he like he pulls out a gun and starts firing. And that's the thing that you wouldn't get in a Bethesda game. Like usually, if you're talking, if you're having conversations in a Bethesda game, like it is that static zoom in on the character. Sure. Exactly right. That yeah. lock of the character, the zoom into center, and then they just stand there and talk to you like this. Exactly. Huh. Like that's kind of how those games kind of pan out. And I think this, the same in Outer Worlds too. But in Cyberpunk, that shit is so smooth, and the the uh, facial animation is so good. And I'm not even talking about how good this game looks. And this is this side quest stuff. This so is side good. quest stuff you're talking about, where they're moving around and doing these things. And that specific please, thing. Please tell me the guy a, was like, "Call an ambulance," but not for me. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, that specific one was a main quest, but there are okay. also side quests in which I've seen that stuff happen okay. to you. Like okay. there was a side quest where I was talking to a character, and we're like flirting back and forth. And as Ooh. we're doing this, right, like she like puts her leg on my leg, and like that shit felt like really cool in the moment. Cause I was like, well, let's see how this conversation goes. Uh, <laughs> and so th- that stuff is present there too. Um, and like to pivot, cause I feel like it's a good pivot to uh, how good this game looks. This game looks fantastic. Um, the world. And this is, it, it, it's even more of an art style thing than anything. They've put together such a, and this comes back to the living, reading world thing. They put together such a uh, atmosphere for night city that, really like sells itself like when you when you exit your apartment take the elevator downstairs and leave and like see the crowd of people and see all the things going on and like see the sushi stand and see people waiting for a taxi and uh you know you look up and see all the the different colored lights and see all the shit going on going on at once it is it is breathtaking uh and that didn't (laughs) you said the thing wait what did i say breathtaking 
Yeah. Remember, this guy named Keanu Reeves came out at E3 and somebody yelled, you're breathtaking. Oh, you're yeah. breathtaking. I, I forgot about that, but yeah, no, it is breathtaking. Uh, when you when you, when you you look at the environments and see that, that stuff in real time, um, it and is you, so you play You play it on PC, yes. which means you could be playing the like next-gen version of this game. Did you play with ray tracing and any of that fun stuff? No, I don't have uh, a card that supports ray tracing, but I did play with pretty much everything on ultra settings. And so that definitely helped out helped out a lot. Um, but again, like I think there's so much in this game that it speaks via just straight up art style and art direction. And uh that stuff I think even on current gen or I guess last gen versions, because PS5 is not current gen, even if you're playing on PS4, okay. I think that stuff is gonna shine through in terms of wow, they really produced this world. Like it feels like everything in this world kind of has a story to tell, which is amazing. Are you concerned about the console version? You're talking about how much you, how good the PC looked. Granted, not just visuals, but in terms of overall packaging, uh, and how you played it there, and had you had bugs, but they weren't horrible. Does this in the, the lend any concern to you? The fact that you haven't, we have not played this on console. They did not offer console keys. Yes, I am curious to see how this is going to run on consoles because I would yeah. not be surprised if it was a. Uh, a Skyrim situation on PS3 where that shit is broken. Like yeah. I think that is somewhat possible. I playing it on piece, playing it on PC in ultra settings and getting the bugs that I'm I'm getting for a version that seems I assume has been optimized for a while because I think they might have said or there have been reports that like the reason that it's been delayed uh or the reasons it's been delayed is because of the last the, gen uh, last gen version, right? Like I would not be surprised if that shit comes in hot and is broken in a lot of ways um but again I, it's hard for me to really speak to that based on sure of course PC. my question then becomes you mentioned it but i want to know more about it how does melee feel first person that's hard to get across a lot of times how does shooting feel as much as we all love fallout vats is there because it's a terrible first person shooter how does that all work here I'll start with shooting because I love shooting. I think the shooting in this game feels fantastic. It was one of my favorite oh, parts of playing this game. Uh, the the amount of guns and the variety of, of weapons in the game almost reminds me of a Borderlands. And I feel like oh, that's fuck, a very easy wow. co easy comparison to make. But like, it's not. It's there's not going to be as many guns obviously as in Borderlands, and it doesn't. Do they get, have the burger gun that shoots burgers? They don't have the. Um, I don't think they have a burger gun. I can't say that. <laughs> I assume there's not a burger gun that shoots burgers, but. In the way that you have these different types of weapons, like there are power weapons, which are basically like traditional like shotguns, like what me and you know as weapons in the real world. But of then course. there are tech weapons and there are also like smart weapons, right? And the way that each of them operate, it almost feels like the different brand thing in, in, Borderland, sure, in Borderlands. Where like in Borderlands, you have your Jacob's weapons, which are like these, it feels like they're more old timey than something else. In Cyberpunk, the smart weapons feel cool and dynamically different in the way that you not only not only in the way that they work because those weapons are basically made to like do smart aim and so like you can shoot characters that are behind cover by aiming nice. a certain way which is really cool but like when you reload them and the the clip comes out in a certain way that is way cooler than if you were to reload a power weapon which is way different from where you from when you would reload a um, a tech weapon like that stuff i think shines through and is really well detailed and there will be times where I pick up a legendary or iconic weapon and because I because I finished uh, a cool side quest and I pick it up and I get it'd be like this fucking insane sniper. And it's super satisfying because it is that same feeling of reaching an end of a mission in Borderlands and getting a certain weapon from that or like even bring destiny into the into the mix. Right. Finishing a finishing a, a, a mission request, getting this cool iconic weapon 
and using it and it being as powerful as it should be. <laughs> like there was a there was a there was a sniper I got through doing uh, a side quest that I, I think I got it probably like 22 hours into the game, and that then uh, uh, carried me through to the end because that sniper felt so powerful and I loved using it so much. And it had a scope that was like this uh, uh, infrared type scope and it's fucking incredible. Like it's a fucking incredible feeling to do first person shooting in this game, in my opinion. Uh, brawling, not so much. Like I didn't love how actual melee combat felt, but I think that might come back a little bit to the fact that I didn't upgrade that path that much because sure. even toward the beginning of the game, gun uh, gunfighting didn't feel amazing until i got i, I started uh, uh getting into the later stuff and upgrading and picking up different weapons like that's when that stuff started to feel even more satisfying whereas meleeing early on i was like i don't like how this feels and i don't see a future for for me and melee uh <laughs> and i just didn't i didn't upgrade it and so understand it could it could feel better later on what about the driving driving feels good i was surprised by actually how good it felt uh it's not like it's not driving like it it doesn't feel necessarily as good as that obviously because that gta is way more of a driving game than cyberpunk but that said for an open world rpg i was surprised by how uh how good it felt like it got the job done really well but then also how much of a focus there was on buying new cars and uh uh doing quests for new cars and having a different having like an assortment of different cars you can use um also to that motorcycles in this game feel great to ride i love riding motorcycles in this game because it makes That's you feel awesome. super agile um and so shout out to motorcycles keanu reeves did his thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's keanu like in the game he is great like he is way more of a major character than i would have even thought like he is I, I'm not going to, like, spoil anything, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but, like, he is substantial to the game, and he also, his performance, I think, is great. Like, I, I think he is honestly the character that brings life to the story in the game. Because V, you, your character as V is, <laughs> obviously, like, he's not Geralt, right? Like, he doesn't have his own like thing that's going on in terms of like you come into this game and playing a character that's not you, you you're playing a character that is there that has their own story own things going on v is meant to be us like v is meant to be an avatar but i feel like v kind of hits that halfway point of when he talks he seems like his own his own character and he has resp mm. responses a lot of the time that aren't your responses and so like he it, it he almost doesn't feel like an avatar enough but he is also not enough of a character to feel like this iconic Geralt of, of Rivia. Sure. Keanu Reeves feels like he almost fills that role of being this, like, you know, you're not the main character, but you're kind of the main character. Like, you're the I person that... I love video games, man. How is this yeah. real? Keanu Reeves. Like, Keanu Reeves is honestly, I'd say, the heart of this game. Like, he is the the one that is driving, like, the stakes and driving the... Um, uh, like, a lot of, it, a lot of the... Dialogue is a weird way to put it because he's not like super involved in like talking to other characters, but like he 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 is there, like he is there, and he is almost as much of a main character as V is, and like I really loved his character in this game. So besides V and besides Keanu, are there characters that you fell in love with? Yes, in fact, like there are a lot of characters I fell in love with. Uh, in the game, there is a 
glossary you can go to of of characters that you met in the story and like off the bat like i people are familiar with jackie wells because he's been in previews and stuff jackie wells is a character i fell in love with like i think jackie wells uh is an amazing character but is beyond the Mark that Henry looking one no that's um fuck i forget his name but he's not the mark henry looking one um but i know exactly who you're talking about uh <laughs> He's like that dude's name is T something. I might even look in my uh fucking notes to see if I can find his name. <laughs> um, but Jackie Wells is basically the, the first character you meet that becomes like your friend in the game. Uh, and like the way you meet him is different depending on your 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 life path. Um, fuck, I'm almost there in the notes to find out this dude's name because now it's bothering me. Uh, Dexter Deshaun. That's what it is. Dexter Deshaun gotcha. is the Mark Henry looking dude. Uh, but yeah, Jackie Wells for me is the street kid, right? Like Jackie Wells is this. Uh, uh, dude who I meet on the streets and we end up being like best friends and the way you meet him on every life path is different um, and he's cool like he's awesome he's like your partner in crime and I think he serves such a good role in the story but beyond him right like in the glossary of characters I remember being I remember midway through my story being like fuck I need like a refresher on who all these people are because I'm meeting people at such a quick clip and I went through the glossary of characters and I was like fuck man each of these characters feels so well developed in terms of their personality and uh, uh, their backstories and shit they got going on and their involvement with V. Uh, that, stuff, that stuff is super well done. And yeah, there are multiple characters I can point to where I could be like, fuck, I really, I really enjoyed this person. Hmm. I got a couple more if you got it, time for it. And before you go back to playing, I assume, you son of a bitch. Uh, we were worried about that detective vision when we saw it in that one Night City wire. Yeah. Brain is it Brain dance. Is it prevalent? Does it get more fun? Is it more fun than it looked? It's not more fun than it looked. Uh, every time I did brain dance, <laughs> I was like, let's get this over with. Thankfully, it is not as prevalent as I would have thought. Uh, it is somewhat prevalent in like the first like 10 hours. But once you get past it, like I've not done much brain dance at all. It seems like very much a main story uh, okay. uh, device. Plot to, like, device, help, yeah. Yeah, plot device to help tell the story and help give reason for why uh, you're discovering certain things, um, but it doesn't. It it's not like a a big hindrance. Okay. So take taking that, how much bullshit's in this game? <sighs> I mean, this. How much bullshit how you, that you have to do? How do you to, define bullshit? To, to main quest it, you know what I mean. Just like things that you're just like, ah, they're really making me do this. Not that much. Like brain dance. Yes. Like there's quite a there. The like. I would, I would consider that bullshit, and there's a little bit of that. But beyond that, I think they do a good job of varying things up that you're doing that none of it truly feels like bullshit, especially if you're, like, mainlining. There there are moments where you get to a certain point in a quest, and they're like, um, uh, hey, like, you can continue this quest in 24 hours when this person calls you or whatever. Uh, and thankfully, you can skip time. And so at the, that those moments, I'll just skip time and then continue on with the quest. Um, but like for the most part, I don't know, man. It's a it's a first person RPG, and so like it it feels like there are a lot of moments where it's doing it's doing its best to to guide you along to the next to the next thing, or have these cool moments that sometimes may fall flat because uh, it is hey you're gonna hide behind this thing and wait for this gang to arrive so you can jump them right, and you're waiting there for like thirty seconds. Like you have those parts where, which aren't as fun, but I understand why they're there. Mm -hmm. Um. And so to that, I wouldn't say there's like that much bullshit in the main main line of the story. Mike, a question that's very selfish of me, but while I have you, you were talking mm -hmm. about it. You mentioned hacking before. 
what is hacking like? What is the mini game? What, what, what is it fun? Like ha- hacking can either be a lot of fun. I feel like video games are totally like, oh, God, I got to do this thing. So hacking is more of a <clears throat> more of a mechanic than a mini game. Um, okay. There is there is a, like a, a hacking mini game that is focused on like one type of hack you can do. But basically, you have uh, if you press a button, <clears throat> you go into like your I'm just going to call it detective vision, but it's like a, 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 a scanner type thing. Sure. <clears throat> and pretty much anything that is tech based in the game, you can scan. And a lot of that stuff you can hack. And so if I am infiltrating an enemy base, for example, and I uh, put on my scanner and I look at a camera, right? I can then, uh, I can, I'll then have options that pop up and those options will be, be things like breach protocol, ping, distract enemy. And basically what those are, are if I do breach protocol, that's the mini game I'm talking about, where if you do, if you do it, that then <clears throat> lowers the, what I'll call like hack currency so you can do the other things without spending too much. Sure. Um, and that is basically a mini game that is, click three numbers in a row in like a certain like fucking crossword kind of thing. Sure, it's sure, very sure. much a, hey, how can we make hacking feel cool, but also not make it this whole thing, uh, sure. make it work quick. And so you have that, you have ping, and that'll then, if you, if you use ping on a hack, that'll then, narratively what it's doing is it is hacking into the database and then pinging everything that is on the same server as that uh the the technology you just hacked and so basically if i look at a camera ping it it'll then ping all the enemies in the area because they're all connected to that server if that makes sense yeah yeah. um and like i'm spent and i'm spending points to do that uh and then there's also like distract enemies which will basically like blow up the camera or make it freak out or do something so that my enemies turn around so i can sneak past them or whatever as you upgrade that stuff you get more options and i can't really elaborate on those options are because i did not upgrade that stuff and so that's as far as i understand you can go pretty far with that stuff in terms of upgrading it and making it so that you become way more powerful through hacking and getting different options and stuff how much uh options are there for customizing the look of your character how much does that actually do to the game and the story and stuff and did you feel like you looked dope as hell (laughs) so you can wear different items you can wear different gear and i felt like it looked fine I in RPGs like this, usually I'm equipping the gear that has the best stats. And so like you can equip a shirt that'll have a certain amount of armor to it. Like, uh, uh, I guess armor points is what I'll call them. Uh, and usually I'd equip based on that. And so I never looked as fly as I wanted to, but I'm built for uh, uh, function over style uh, within these types of video games. In uh, character creation, you can basically make your character look for the most part, however you want within like set parameters like you have choice for hairstyles choice for eyes choice for cyber tech and all this stuff and so you can mix and match uh and that stuff i think is also like it's fine to good um you know like i it's weird because it's a first person game for the most part and so you never really see your character there are mirrors all over the place that you can look in uh and that's obviously like a thing trace those rays Yeah, and it's not even it's not even like a ray tracing thing. It is like a you go to a mirror and you have to like click a button and like the way mirrors work in this game is once you click the button, it'll then activate the mirror in a in a w- weird cyberpunk way where I'm, I'm I never understood why I would activate a mirror in terms of it just <laughs> being there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you would activate the mirror and then like you could look in the mirror and do different face facial expressions and all that stuff. Um, which like the mirrors are obviously there because the game is first person. You created your character and they want to give you reasons to see your character. Uh, but 
yeah, no, I, after I made the character, I never really cared about how my character looked. Like, it never felt like a thing that ever mattered. Um, the only times I'm seeing my characters are, my character is, if I'm driving in third person on a motorcycle mm. and, like, certain other situations, but, like, not, it, it was never that often. Do you upgrade your look throughout the game or is it kind of a set it and forget it? It's pretty much a set it and forget it as far as your character creation. I'm sure, I'm sure if you, like, go somewhere, you can, you can probably, like, respect how your character looks. Uh, but again, like that's something that I, I, I never went into. Uh, I know we we're talking on PS Love You, we we're asking the question of how much can you do to your junk? And uh, yes, you were asking out, this question. You were asking. Yeah, there is, there is an option to can go circumcised. Yeah, not there it is. Good for you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Good um, for you. Interesting thing that I don't know how I feel about uh, your gender in this game is determined by voice, uh, which I feel like is a weird choice. Like it doesn't. I I feel like there should have been a, a a ticker that just let you click whether or not you want to be male, female, non non binary, non binary. And as far as I understand, as far as I could see, there doesn't even seem to be a, a non binary choice, which I feel questionable about. Uh, especially for a game where you can modify all this shit and basically be the person you want to be, it seems like that stuff is lacking a bit. Um, but yeah. So bless. Big Yo. questions here. Is Greg Miller going to like this game? No, is no. The Tim big Getty question is, Tim Getty's going to like this game. game. That's my question. <laughs> I think I think Greg Miller's going to like this game. I don't know if Greg Miller's going to absolutely love this game. What do you think is going to be the hindrance for me? <clears throat> I think it's... <sighs> it reminds me... So this game kind of reminds me a little bit of Red Dead Redemption 2. And I think hmm. I could see it getting compared to it a lot in reviews. And like not in the sense that the game is super slow or like it is super like tedious to do things because I know that's the reason why that's at least the reason why I didn't really fall in love with Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh-huh. And I know that got kind of goes the same for a lot of people. But it reminds me of Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2 in the sense that it totally leans into its own uh energy and style. And I think some of that comes to its deficit to where sometimes in this game the game feels like a 14 year old described to an adult what the word cool is right like it feels like it is at every moment trying to go 1000 percent into we're cyberpunk and that means fucking nudity that means the bad words that means you're gonna find <laughs> dildos everywhere for some reason yeah, yeah dude. i found so many dildos in this game and i don't understand why i was <laughs> like, in what can you do with I was them once a- you found them you can like collect them and, and, and scrap them like scrap them for parts like plastic or whatever, or whatever totals were made. Maybe fun. not plastic, um, but like you can do that. Uh, but like there's a legit like a pivotal moment. I'm going on a tangent here. Like a pivotal moment in the end game uh, where like I was doing like this like fight scene with like corporate agents and stuff, and like I killed a guy and I checked his body so I can like collect whatever hit, whatever was left over, and there was a dildo on him, and I'm like, why is there a dildo on this guy? <laughs> there's no though. reason for it. There's no reason dildo. for it to be here. There's always a reason for a dildo. Just in a, in a pocket of this guy who's security? Like, what? He was on the way. So he was going to go somewhere after work. Maybe he confiscated Maybe. it from someone. 2077 like, hey, is wild. 2077 is still so wild. But I say all that to say that I think this game leans so much into the style that I think for quite a few people, it'll end up being off-putting because it, it like, oozes, like, fucking cyberpunk edginess in a way that, for me, I didn't it, mind too much because it felt like this, it almost feels like a fantasy world in some ways, but in some ways, I think it lends to 
certain story stuff and certain writing moments not feeling as down to earth and genuine because there's all this ridiculous shit going on around it if that makes sense and yeah like i mean i hate using this word but i think it might be the classic definition you would you describe it as at times it feels try hard like yes super try hard of like i'm this is cyberpunk and it's in your face it's edgy it's frantic yeah and that's why i'm curious and that's why that's a little bit why i compare it to red dead redemption 2 because red dead redemption 2 i wouldn't say is like fucking edgy and like try hard but it is so much of a western thing western game that you kind of understand why other people would be like oh yeah i like the tediousness because this this is emulating what it's like to be a cowboy stopping to brush my horse or whatever like doing all these things (laughs) that i don't really fucking care care to do i can understand people wanting to role play and really uh, experience that world in the same way in, in the same way where in cyberpunk i could see people uh being like yeah this is what this is this is this hardcore fucking edgy world right that's based off of uh cyberpunk 2020 which is based off of what cyberpunk originally was and this feels true to that i could see i could see people falling in love with it for that and i and i and i like i like a lot of that stuff even though a lot of that stuff i also think is questionable that said i can see a lot of people not liking it or not falling in love with it because that stuff feels like it goes too far in some cases. Like it feels like it relies on that stuff too much. Like how much, how much nudity do I need to see in one game? Like I, I'll ask you. (laughs) So so that's me. What about Tim though? No, what about Tim? Oh, uh, I don't think Tim's going to love this game. (laughs) (laughs) It is such an RPG. Is there a chance if I, if I commit, if I jump into this wanting to like it, do you think I'm going to commit to Ghost of Tsushima first? No. See you liking I think I think I can see Tim liking parts of it. Like I think Tim, you'll appreciate the narrative with Keanu Reeves. I think I I think you'll end up liking the main story. But I think mechanically, I think you'll you might get sick of it because there's just so much there's just so much. (laughs) Like so much other shit in the game that isn't like mainlining the story that if you're if you're wanting mainline, that shit might feel like it's getting in the in in the way. And if you're playing this game like an RPG where you want to experience everything and you want to play this game in the role playing sense, then you might not mind that stuff as much because you want people to call you five times in a row to come help them out and do that shit. Mm-hmm. How much uh, once you once you roll credits? How much is there to do after? On that oh, there's save? there's still everything to do. Like after rolling credits, right? Like my quest log is still filled. I feel like I barely. I feel like I've barely made a dent in this game, even have even having rolled credits. I feel like there's still so much for me to discover. And it's exciting for me because I'm at the point now where now that I finished it on PC, now that I've rolled credits on PC, you know, once it comes out on PS4, or maybe I'll even wait till it comes to PS5, I want to do another playthrough from scratch. Like I might stop my hmm. PC playthrough here and then start my playthrough on scratch so that I can experience all that stuff uh there, right? And like that's a that's a cool prospect to me. So here's my question, though. Go for it. Does it make sense? Does the main story main story end, and then it makes sense that you solve all this side stuff to do, or is this a game that you feel if you obviously every plays games differently? But should do you look at it like, oh man, I wish I would have done all the side stuff before I finished the main quest? I think that's just going to depend on the person. Like, yeah, it is very it very much. I it sets itself up in a way where if you do the main if you if you finish the main quest before like all the side quests that you want to do like it doesn't penalize you in any way i don't think like it doesn't it doesn't seem to penalize uh in any way and like it feel it it feels set up so you can you can wrap up the story whenever you feel like like you can do you you can do however many side quests you want get Mm. the side quests that you're specifically invested in done and then be like 
cool. That's my story in Night City, and then go finish the story. Is the main quest good? Like, what were you like into it, feeling it, like wanting, uh, enjoying the ride, and then satisfied with the conclusion? Oh, that's a deep question. That's I such know. a deep right. question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yes. Like I mean, I think the answer is yes. Like, I really like the main story, and the main story is the one that deals with uh, Johnny Silverhand and Keanu Reeves' character, and a bunch of other stuff too. But like, that's where that stuff mostly takes place, and I, I, I really liked that stuff. The ending, I have mixed thoughts about, and like, I think most, I think most people are probably going to have mixed thoughts about the ending. Uh, and obviously, like. Like, is it, like, yeah. mixed up and they're like, oh, there's a conversation <laughs> yeah. here. Like, Inception there, type shit? Or is it more like... It's definitely one to talk about. And I and I think that's going to come back to you as the type of RPG it is, right? Like, people are coming into it with different backgrounds in, uh, literally in, in real life, but also, like, as V, right? Your character is going to be a different character for uh, everybody, right? Like, going into, the, going into the, the, the last quest, finishing the game... I think there's going to be a lot to talk about as far as all right. So how did your how did yours pan out? And like, I I'm curious to see if there's if hmm, I don't know. I, I it's it's hard to talk about without like trying to spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so a spoiler cast coming, I imagine, in January. Yeah, probably. Um, I think people. I think there's going to be a lot of talking points, almost similar to an Inception thing, but if, that mixed in with how different characters pan out in this game, if that makes sense. So you are one of the first people in the world to have beat this game. You mm -hmm. know, what a lot of us, millions of people will be playing this game within a couple days. What advice do you have for them? Mm. Uh, one, one of my favorite games ever at this point, right, is Persona 5. And that game is 120 hours long. Uh, Persona 5 Royal specifically. And there's a thing that that game keeps telling you throughout the course of playing that game. There's a load screen in that game that just says, take your time. and I would take that and apply it to this game. Like, take your time. Don't feel like you need to rush the main story. Really role play in the world and really uh, tackle the world at your own pace and like truly feel like you're living it. Because if I could, if I could uh, do my first playthrough that I just did now, right, in my own way, on my on my own terms, right, where I'm not reviewing it and I don't have to beat it in five days. I know I didn't have to beat it, but like I didn't feel like I'd get more out of beating it for this review, right, in five days uh do your own thing like do quests as they as they come to you right if, if that's the thing that that if, if if a character calls you and you're like fuck that seems cool do it like chase that story like truly live in the world i'll say that then also don't worry too much about how you spec out your character in the very beginning like the the game has uh a fluid i think they call it fluid um i can't remember the exact word but you can you can fluidly spec out your character and so basically uh if you want to have a full body build right like toward the end of the game you can still get that even though you even though at the beginning you spec'd out toward reflexes like you can you can turn the character and mold the character into the character you want as you're playing the game and so it's not all hinged on fluid class system is what i was thinking um it's not on it's not all based on choosing your class at the beginning of the game and mm. so there's that too now that you've in the preview did corpo and did this did street kid eventually gonna do nomad do you think people should go one way or another i mean i don't, I don't think, think it comes down to how you want to play the game like I, the the thing i come away from <clears throat> the thing i come away with after playing as street kid for 
uh, 30 hours in the game is it is mainly a method to color your experience. And so there would be there would be certain points where I'd come across a confrontation with a character and me being a street kid for me as blessing playing the game colored my decisions, right? Where like I there was a moment where I came across a or I was I was I was having a face off with a character that was like this corporate dude who was trying to cut me a deal. And because he was corporate, I didn't take that deal because I was a street kid and I don't fuck with cops and I don't fuck with corpos. And so <laughs> that's how I played the game. And it felt very genuine from fuck a standpoint. Yeah. And it felt that's right for me, too, because like I feel like if I was in that same situation in real life, I'd be like, yo, I don't fuck with cops <laughs> and I don't <laughs> fuck with big corporations. And so like that's how I that's how I treat that situation. And so pick a background that feels true to you i don't think there's a wrong i don't think there's like a right or wrong life path like it seems like all of them are supported uh pretty well and so if you feel like the you want to be the loner dude that's coming from the outside and experiencing that city for the first time you know be the nomad if you want to be the dude that knows all this all the shit on the streets and knows the people and has those connections be the street kid if you want to be the person that is i have the, all these connections and i'm from the corporate world and I can, I can operate smart and do all this all these things like be the corpo and yeah like the, the Go 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 about it the way that you feel is going to suit you for how much fun you want to have in the game. Any closing words on your Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven review? Oh man, uh, I don't. I want to go. I want to like look through my notes real quick because like I made a fucking list of like I put like I made like a pros list and I made a cons list and I was just like typing them in as I was playing through uh, the game and so I have like three pages here of things so I want to scan real quick to make sure I, I covered everything. Um, game is massive i said that yeah main quest surprisingly concise but it leaves room to get lost in the open world uh specking your character genuinely feels different uh i talked about the art direction art direction is beautiful uh, uh this is a comparison i made in my notes right i said uh the variety of locales and scenery is vibrant and filled with life it's the most living breathing world open world game i've ever played it's if fallout was gta Right. And like that's basically me saying that playing games like Fallout or playing games like Outer World, right? I love how those games work systemically and how it feels like the world's your oyster and you can talk to people and 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 uh lead certain quest lines to how you want them to go down. Uh with how dense this game is and how many how many people there are to talk to and how much stuff is going on in this city, it does it does feel like this genuinely uh, uh, fantastic mold of the liveliness and the vibrance, the 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 um, vibrancy of GTA mixed with the system, the systemic stuff of Fallout, which I think is hmm. amazing. How's uh, the music? Music is good. I think the score is awesome. I think the radio soundtrack. Mainly, I, I mainly switch between the hip hop station and the EDM station. Uh, it's not my favorite hip hop station in the game, honestly. Like it. The music for the hip hop station feels like it was picked by people who don't listen to much hip hop, and they're like, they're like, let's base this whole station on Run the Jewels, basically. And like, Run the Jewels is great. Like, I, I like Run the Jewels, but it feels like somebody listened to Run the Jewels once and was like, let's make a whole station. Based this, off is it. <laughs> this, this is it. This is it. This is the sound. <laughs> this is hip hop. Um, that said, I think the score is awesome. Like, I really love the combat music when that kicks in. Uh. Map is cluttered, but also like that's gonna be a to each their own kind of thing. 
oh this I'll, I'll say this this is like a nitpicky thing uh but for a quest there aren't really level indicators for like you have to be level 30 if you want to or you should be level 30 if you want to do good in this quest the way they mark it is by saying uh they mark them by danger levels and the danger levels are low medium high then i think very high um and i don't think that's great because there, there are quests that have been on my quest log for like 20 hours and I'm and they're still marked as very high and I'm like when am I going to be able to do that quest <laughs> uh, and so I don't love that uh, and yeah I guess like my final thoughts is like you know I'm I, I, I've been hooked on the game it is fantastic you know I think there are things here and there and uh, conversations that people will have uh, post launch of the game that are going to be fun to hear and listen to like I think there's so much to dig into and so much to pick apart um, but ultimately like it's a really fun game. It's a really good game. I've had a fantastic time with it. And it is, it is, it, it, I mean, I would say it's my, one of my favorite games of the year. I know Greg started off asking, is this game of the year? And for me, no. But for so many people, the answer is going to be yes. Like, this is a fucking magnificent experience. Will this game get any tens? Yes, it'll get some tens. Exciting stuff. Yeah, we'll I see how many of them. Well, yeah, when, having played it, and I know this is always tough, but you are the king of it, as proven by PSI Love You So, what's your Metacritic prediction? Ooh, I like this question. Yeah. And we'll say Friday, you know, like a week out when it's when when they've they've pro they've popped enough. I'm gonna say ninety. Ninety. Okay. I think we'll okay. have a ninety on Metacritic. Well, there you go. We'll have to wait and find out. We're about to do the post show for patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporters. Blessing, thank you for all the work that you've done this week playing. Great job, Wes. <laughs> great, great job, Wes. Great, great job. I'm going to need some days off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whatever no, you need. No, no. Uh, Tim, I assume next week's Gamescast is just all of us talking about yep, what we've done. Exactly. Month, right? Awesome. Yeah, honestly, like I'm going to kind of open it up to the whole team and just be like, hey, everyone, if it ends up being an eight person, uh, Games casted it. It ends up being that. Can we if go not, get that Paris oh. Lily? Can Paris Lily come by and play with us? Oh, I am 100% oh, cool. sure Paris okay. Lily. I don't know if he's going to play the game, but, you know, if he does. Yeah, if we then... twist his arm, maybe we can get him to play Cyberpunk. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. Thank you. Stay tuned to the post show.